Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome, everybody. All the aliens inside an emergency PGP. You see, I'm going to be off of the show today, Wednesday, and tomorrow and Friday. I'm heading down to spring training. In fact, I'm in a route to the airport right now, early Wednesday morning. But Breaking news last night as the Giants trade Odell Beckham Jr. And we couldn't leave you without either me or Mraz on the show because Mraz is off as well because I am off. And so let's just start here. I don't think Dave Gettleman has a plan. I really don't. Because if he had a plan, why did they try to win last year? Why did they re-up last year to try to win with Eli Manning? And now suddenly they're ripping it apart. On top of it, in the offseason, Dave Gettleman said we did not sign him to trade him. And yet, months later, that's exactly what they did. I've got a real problem believing that Dave Gettleman actually has any type of plan, and he's not just throwing darts. As for the Browns, I love this for the Browns. You're only giving up, basically, your number one draft pick and number 17, because this is not even your top number three pick. This is their second third-round pick. For Odell Beckham, to me, it's a no-brainer for the Browns. Makes them thrilling, makes them exciting. I don't know if Odell wants to leave the biggest market of the world for the Browns, but I'm pretty sure that with him and Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield, those guys are going to be fired up to convince him to play there. And the Browns have a lot cooking, so I totally get it from a Brown standpoint. From a Giants standpoint, I'm scratching my head unless they just assume that Odell Beckham is going to hate whoever is his quarterback this year, Eli Manning or a rookie QB. So let me toss right now to Mraz's epic meltdown. Last night on Instagram, he went off. You have to hear this. You probably already have heard of this. Listen to it. This is 110% the lowest night of my sports fandom ever. Why would you trade the most talented player to walk into the Meadowlands since Lawrence freaking Taylor? You just signed him to an extension last year. Get them out. Shermer, Gettleman, Eli, they all suck. Out. Eight wins the last two years. What are we going to win this year? 0-16? You just traded your best player to the last team to do that, and now we suck even worse. Enough! This team sucks! Why do we sign them? Now I got sausage and peppers and safety? Who cares? This sucks! The dictator 
giant super fan, absolutely losing his mind, and we rope him in right now on a Wednesday morning. Perez, are you feeling more anger or sadness? It is totally flipped to sadness this morning. My anger and outburst was clearly last night, and now it's just it's post-mortem, and I, 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 don't, I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel now. I, I don't understand. I mean, you got in this argument uh, earlier in the week when you called Julio Jones the best receiver in football, and I told you it's either Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham. I, I have thought this for a long time. Outside of the quarterback position, I have always thought Odell Beckham Jr. is the most talented football player in the league. He's young. You just signed him last year. The whole purpose of a rebuild was to have a 25-year-old Odell Beckham Jr. there in place for your new quarterback should they they freaking finally draft one to be ready to throw to. You drafted Saquon Barkley. The idea was you're going to have a receiver to take the top off so Barkley could run free. And now what? What? You don't even trade the Browns have you know, drafted first overall for how long? You, know, you got the 17th overall pick, a third-round pick, and a, and a safety. By the way, a box safety that every Giants had mocked that we didn't need after we traded Landon Collins. This returns a freaking joke, and the franchise is a joke now. So here's my question. What what do you think Gettleman's plan is? Do you think the plan is, okay, you know what, rip it down to the studs and just collect draft collateral? Or is he just, oh, well, I kind of got a good deal for Odell. We got a first-round draft pick in return. They didn't get that for Antonio Brown, so I might as well do the deal. Well, first, let me just say, uh, I believe you're right in that I don't think he knows what he's, what his plan is. I really don't. I think he finally, you know, felt his oats a little bit and was getting offers and said, boy, if I get another first round pick here, maybe, you know, we draft a quarterback and maybe we can also get a D lineman. And he's not thinking about the ultimate, oh no, we have a gaping hole at wide receiver. So I don't think he necessarily has a plan, but if I were to guess at any, you know, reasonable, sane mind reasoning, maybe he knows that he's definitely drafting a quarterback, perhaps Dwayne Haskins at six, or perhaps needs that collateral to go up and maybe use 17 and 6 to trade up with somebody to get Haskins and maybe at the same time he thinks Odell Beckham Jr.'s you know give me the ball attitude will sink a young quarterback that's the only sane reasoning I could wrap my head around but other than that the logic defies anything you know involving common sense I mean last night you were getting lit up on Twitter just absolutely lit up because you had predicted earlier in the day that there's no way that the Giants would ever trade Odell Beckham. And that, that tweet went like wildfire across Cleveland's Twitter first, and you were just getting just lit up. Yeah, and I'll explain myself. First of all, I, and I've had a lot of people going, I can't believe you didn't delete this. I'm not going to delete tweet. I'm going to stand behind what I said. I was wrong. I was wrong. I could tell you, DA, you know, me and you go to Atlanta. I am not some kind of reporter. I am the producer of your show. I, you know, fill in host from time to time. And I also produce a local show on WFN. The Odell Beckham trade rumors, you know, were on every hot take debate TV show. They were all over Cleveland radio, but they were such, uh, you know, we're not going to pay attention to them because of what we heard last year with Odell to the Rams story that they weren't even a story locally at our, at our station WFN in New York. That's how much I was laughing at the rumors. And I could also say that when we were in Atlanta, I talked to people close to the Giants, you know, just casual conversations, and we kind of laughed at the idea of the Odell rumors, and, and those people told me, do not put any stock in this whatsoever, highlighting specifically the dead money cap hit the Giants would have to absorb after just trading Odell Beck. I mean, after just signing Odell Beckham Jr., I mean, they're taking $12 million in dead cap money on. It's ridiculous. So, 
Even people close to the Giants didn't see this coming. So I thought I had total ground to stand on that this was an absolute joke. And this was, hey, it's a dead time in sports. Odell Beckham Jr. is a lightning rod in many ways. He's kind of like the LeBron in football in that. And that if we talk about uh, Odell, it creates good content. It creates good debate. I thought the entire thing was laughable. Well, guess what? The joke is on me because now I have like 3,000 retweets. Freezing cold takes is all over me. I got people bombarding me, telling me, you know, I I look like a tree stump. I look like this. look like that all sorts of name calling. you know what i deserve it because i went there and i stood on my freaking platform and i look like a damn fool <laughs> what was the worst part about last night was it the anger that coursed through your veins or that you had to shut down twitter because you were getting so much smoke Dude, I'll be honest with you. First of all, the anger was outrageous. I found out when I was at, uh, I was actually at the gym last night, and I started getting a couple of texts. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then when I saw it happen, that's what led me to that video in the car where I said we just played, where I was in outburst. But I think the worst part is I make a deal with my wife. Once a week, 9 p.m. on Tuesdays, we shut down social media, we shut down everything, and we watch the show This Is Us, popular show on NBC that's like our husband-wife time. I basically got into a fight with my wife because I refused to shut off my phone because I was getting alert after alert after alert and so many retweets and so many name-calling that I couldn't even focus on the damn show. It was a huge episode. By 10 o'clock, she's like, you don't even know what happened on the show. I mean, you don't understand what's going on here. The Giants just traded their freaking Michael Jordan, and I'm getting killed on Twitter here. So I think the worst part was that it actually led to a fight. I slept in the other room last night. So you said that you didn't get any sleep last night. You were tossing and turning like somebody had passed away in your family. Yeah. Yeah. And I had this like dry feeling in my throat as if I had just gone out drinking on a a work day. Like we had that trash Tuesday about hangovers. It felt as if I got hammered last night, which I didn't. I didn't take one sip of alcohol and I had to wake up in four hours. And by the way, I didn't have to wake up as early today because you're off. So I got no sleep, no sleep, DA, no sleep at all. It, 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 you're exactly right. I, I tossed and turned as if I just lost a loved one. That's how sinking the pit of the stomach feeling is. What are the odds that this happens on the day both you and I are off? What are the odds that this freaking happens in the middle of March? I mean, I knew there was going to be some free agency. I didn't think Odell was going to get freaking traded. How could it happen? How could it happen? And not to mention, yeah, you did the right thing. You And maybe this wasn't by design. But you were here Monday, Tuesday, the first couple of days of legal tampering. That just even speaks to how disastrous this trade is even more. So they take on $16 million dead cap, $5 million free cap space. The trade happens when me and you were off. But it also happens when every good free agent is gone. They're off the board. <laughs> so what are you using the money on anyway? So why would you think this would happen now? This is ridiculous. Gettleman's lost. I'm sorry. I'm convinced Gettleman has no plan, and he's just flying by the seat of his pants, and every day is a different possible direction for the franchise. Yeah, and, and what's so outrageous is Jerry Reese was such a bad general manager, and he missed, like, and he never got a starting player in the third round, and that was his biggest deal, the ex-Giants GM. So Dave Gettleman came in in his first draft, and looked like he did all right. You know, he got two starters in the third round, and B.J. Hill and Lorenzo Carter. But then you get to the point uh, of his free agents. Last year, they were terrible. And then the Landon Collins thing happens, and he doesn't trade them last year, but then he goes and gets a big deal from Washington, so he kind of looks better. And now this, I think Gettleman is just trying to, like, I, don't, I guess cleanse the roster everything Jerry Reese had, but yet there's Eli Manning standing there like an old decrepit statue that hasn't been washed from bird crap at about 15 years, and he's still on the roster. This direction of plant is completely shot. I can't these are the New York Giants. They're twice in the Super Bowl, and they haven't had a freaking clue. They don't have a clue.
they became the Cleveland Browns by trading their star to the Cleveland Browns. It's a joke. <laughs> That's what doesn't make any sense. Why is Eli still on the roster? He's making $23 million this year. To throw to who? To throw to who? And Saquon Parkley is going to play running back. Teams are going to line up eight guys in the box. Saquon's going to freaking stink. There's nobody to take the edge off of Saquon now. I don't understand what. And what a way. It's not like Eli's going to roll out and make any plays. The guy's got worse knees than Willie Mays did with the Mets. This is a joke. That's the other thing. So you drafted Saquon Barkley to be part of a three-year rebuild at the beginning of his career with a rookie quarterback and a trash line and a trash offense? I mean, Saquon's going to have his head taken off over the first three years of his career and possibly longer than that. Yeah, and you're not going to be able to control the tread on his tires because you're going to have no choice but to keep feeding him and let him take a pounding, let him take a pounding. And by the time your next quarterback you draft, which, you know, God willing is this year, is ready to really compete, I mean, hopefully it's next year, but how could you say that with how many holes they have now even at wide receiver? I mean, they're screwed. They're screwed. By the time Saquon's looking to get paid, you're going to have to pay him, and then what? He's going to be in the second half of his career so quickly. What they botched? They botched taking Saquon last year, only to follow up with these crap moves this year. It is as if it, it is as if somebody you know. It, this just feels like this feels like Little Big League in reverse. That movie where the kid takes over the Minnesota Twins, where he's just making a bunch of random moves and and you hope it works out. Except this is a very old GM doing this, and it's like, dude, does anybody pay attention to football out here? It's never a good sign when the fans literally know more about constructing a roster than the general manager. <laughs> Here's my question. You're a Yankees fan and a Rangers fan and a Giants fan. Is this the lowest moment in your sports fandom? Okay, so I, I last night I said that, and I really believed it. And I took some time this morning, you know, when I basically didn't need to sleep to think about it. And the answer unequivocally is yes. It's yes, because you know what? Uh, eventually, all the bad game losses kind of blend together, and I've seen plenty while seeing success. But never have I seen one of my organizations so incompetent that they take potentially the best player in their sport and trade him, and not only trade him, trade him after they've signed him where they have to absorb a ridiculous amount of money that hurts their roster building, and trade him for not an equal return. Like, I, it is so... So mind-boggling, and it's not as if it's not like the Antonio Brown situation where he was forcing his way out. Odell's been in fashion week in Paris. He hasn't once said a peep about demanding a trade. He might be a clown and a knucklehead, but this is undoubtedly the lowest I've ever felt as a fan. And I got to be honest, yeah, I'm going to watch every game because I still fancy myself a real fan. But I just looked at my closet. I got an Odell Beckham Jr. jersey. I got a Landon Collins jersey. I think like I hit the point this morning where I've, I've reached that point as an adult where the first chunk of, a, of the childhood fandom for me died. And it's not about a sadness thing. It's just about a, I need to get my priorities in order on what is important to me in life when the Giants trade over. <laughs> I do. I do. I can't, I can't be that 13-year-old kid arguing with all my junior high friends like, dude, I'm 32 years old. I got to get my life together. Like I can't be screaming into a phone on Instagram in a car like it's a hostage video because I feel like my life's over. Like I, I need to prioritize things. Like, like on a Sunday now, you know, if the Giants are going to stink and I got this guy building it, and my wife wants to go pumpkin pick, and you know what? Maybe I dip out and tape the game. Like it's getting to that point where, 
like I can't I can't be the childhood fan I once was. This is this trade signals that. Kenny Brock suggested on Twitter you'll never be able to book another Giants guest for us. You know he is he's a clown. I saw that too. I I saw that too. I, okay, so maybe I won't be able to book another Giants guest at that point. You know what? Good. They don't deserve to be on our airwaves at this point. <laughs> so you are willing to firebomb your two jobs simply for your Instagram rant. Basically, basically, yeah, yeah. If, and and if anybody has a problem with that, the Giants or anybody, I point them in the direction of Twitter because look, look at my app mentioned yesterday. You want to see name calling? Boy, oh boy, what a disaster! I got called worse things than I think Russell Westbrook did the other night. I was going to say, out of all the heat that you've taken on social media, were Cleveland fans the worst, like the most vicious you've ever encountered last night? A hundred percent. And look, they had every right to get after me. I mocked the idea that their city would get out of Beckham Jr. I did. That being said, can I just add one little message for Cleveland? You guys won seven games last year. You're clearly going in the right direction. You, me and you both have rooted for the Browns in trying to get this thing right. Guys, can we win something before we start acting like we are the most cocky, arrogant bunch of fans? Don't lose what made Browns fans special. And boy, the name calling I saw last night really signaled that. I think they might be losing some of that. So, Browns fans made Eagles fans look kind and sensitive last night. Yeah, yeah, they did. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. When I went to Cleveland for a Giants-Browns game, most of them were fun, except for the fact that I had a, uh, I'm not going to lie, I'll just say it, a, a dildo thrown at me in the parking lot for wearing, ironically, an Odo Beckham Jr. jersey. <laughs> so I knew they were, they knew they were tough and, and ragged, but boy, on social media, they are another animal. It, it is unbelievable to eat them taking Well... Unfortunately, we're not on the air today. I mean, like, why couldn't this have happened yesterday so that we were on the airport? But of I'm course. Glad, I'm glad we had an emergency PGP. And I guess in some ways I'm glad that you get a morning to yourself to just kind of decompress. Yeah, I have. Well, ironically, I'm going to the dentist, so that's like the worst place you want to go after this. But hopefully they saw my mouth shut, and then I won't be able to say a word the rest of the week. Root canal last night, root canal today, huh? Just a total and utter disaster. Even my dog Eli's sitting next to me right now. He's passed out. He's had enough. All right, bro. That will wrap it up for an emergency PGP. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Bro, have a good day. I wish you the best. Yeah, enjoy the sunshine. I'll enjoy hatred. Okay. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.